Hello and welcome. My name is Jim. I'm Axial. And I'm Herfie Durfee. And this is Golo, a link to the past randomizer podcast. How are you guys doing today? It's really hot. <laughs> we already did that one, Herf. We, we already did a thing where I we know. talked about how hot you are. We can't do it again. So you're just gonna have to be <laughs> There's hot a heat, and... another heat wave in Europe. There's, Unfortunately, you know, that's the world. Mm-hmm. Is it another one or is it the same one? It's another no, one. It's another one. We had a oh, little bit geez. of cool down time. It was all nice and smooth and wonderful, and now it's back to crazy. Yeah. Um, no, we already did that. Let me let me look around my room. Is there anything interesting to talk? Nope, nothing interesting here. I guess we should just talk about randomizer. <laughs> All right, if we have to. Or Axe, do you have anything anything interesting happening in your immediate vicinity? Um, no. Okay. All right. Let's do randomizer. Um, so a little bit of news for you. Uh, we've got a few things to go over here. As always, let's go ahead and start with the one nearest and dearest to our hearts, the Go Mode Podcast Mentor Tournament, which is now uh, well into brackets. We're recording this on Saturday, the 27th, and uh, we have uh, one quarterfinals match has been uh, raced, and there's three more left to go. Then we'll have semis. There'll be two of those, and then we'll have our finals, which are best of three. So we've got just a handful of races left before we are completely finished with this thing. Um, and uh, it's chugging right along. Um, this was something sort of surprising. Um, the first round where we had 16 and then whittled it down to eight. Uh, spoiler alerts, by the way, if you are planning on watching any of these, uh, maybe skip ahead, you know, two or three minutes or so. Um, but uh, all of the people who were like higher seated won their races so so the higher seed won in every single instance which was really i found very very surprising honestly yeah a little bit there's been a lot of close ones though Mm -hmm. yeah that too so there's there have been a lot of close races and you know especially since we kind of I don't want to say arbitrarily because we had a method that we put it all together but the way that we ranked everyone was pretty um subjective you know in a lot of ways like we used their performance and their their you know self rankings as they came in to sort of do that but um i didn't expect this like i i thought for sure maybe someone would be able to pull out you know a race um above you know as someone higher seated than them but it just it's again it's almost like kind of an anomaly it surprises me that it even happened that way uh even though you know from a sort of theoretical standpoint it makes sense but yeah so um, that's that was sort of interesting, and another thing that was sort of interesting, um, I actually did have a chance. I Timp uh, mentored in this mentor tournament. Um, we said we might do it as a backup if we couldn't find a mentor. Um, we've been very lucky finding mentors and getting them matched up with racers uh, lately. Um, you know, I, we talked uh, in the past about uh, having some issues with that, especially like in the second week of groups. But it's been pretty. It's been pretty good. But this last week, uh, there was a race where um, it was in the middle of the day. A lot of, you know, Americans were you know at work, I would assume, or, or school or whatever, you know, during the day um, and um, need, needed a mentor. And I was at work, actually, too, and, and when the race was supposed to start. But after DMing many people, and apologies to all of you who I DMed, uh, mentors <laughs> trying to find someone, uh, finally just said, you know what, I, I, I really want to make sure this race happens, and I, I guess I'm up, so I, I, you know, drove home and got ready, and 
I uh, jumped onto a voice chat with Bum Rush Blitz. Um, shout outs to them. We uh, it, it was really it was really interesting experience um, mentoring. Um, it's not something I was positive that any of us were going to get to do, but in a way, I'm glad I got to do it. You know, it, obviously we we talked about the need to stay impartial and. I wish that would have been possible, but I'm way more glad that we didn't have to reschedule this. Because um, another thing about about this race is it was the last one we were waiting on of the first round of brackets. So we were kind of waiting for that one to be done before we could really, truly move on to the next round. Really wanted to be able to, to get that done. So, um, yeah, I mentored. Nice. So now as a both admin and mentor, what do you... Uh... What do you think in terms of the format? Yeah. Oh, in terms of the format, interesting. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I guess it's hard to say that having only mentored one racer, you know, like because when you're talking about the format, I assume you mean like the mentor pool versus having one matched up. Right, right. Like do you think we should have maybe gone with like, okay, person A, you're with mentor X for the whole time? Yeah, no, I hadn't thought about that. Um, yeah, well, I will say this: I really enjoyed the time I spent with Bum Rush Blitz. You know, I it, they're a really good randomizer player. Um, they you know communicated very well with me. Um, was very open to suggestions I had, but also you know pushed back occasionally. I felt like we had a really good rapport, sort of back and forth. So, but that's not to say that that would have been the case for everyone. One of the things, I don't think I've talked a lot about this, but one of the reasons I was really worried to pair up mentors and racers is I was worried about a, a mismatch. You know, if there were two people that got put together that just really were not, you know, maybe the mentor is a little too aggressive for the racer's taste, or maybe, um, you know, the mentor doesn't speak up enough and the racer needs someone who's a little more engaged. I was worried about pairing people together, you know, pairing strangers together without knowing anything about either one of them and somebody having a bad experience because they happen to get paired up with a mentor that maybe wasn't great for them. That was uh, another reason on top of the many that we've already talked about at length of, you know, why I wanted to do the pool as opposed to matching people up. Um, that being said, I, I I had a very good time rushing, uh, ra- mentoring Bum Rush Blitz as they raced, and um, you know since we're already talking about spoilers, uh, we actually were, were victorious. And um, shoutouts to Senin and their uh, mentor Raymond. I think it was just uh, or Raymond. I think they pronounce it. Um, it was just I, I think we just happened to make some some better choices. And uh, you know I know that both the runners are very talented, and and I know Raymond is a great mentor that's really been helping us out in these brackets. Um, you know making sure that all the racers have mentors it's stepped in quite a bit. So yeah, that's my story. I got to mentor. I'm glad I got to do it. Um, I hope I don't have to do it again. If I'm being honest, I don't want to seem you know like I'm partial or anything. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, and. Yeah, I think that I think that honestly about wraps it up. Of course, there's going to be, um, you know, a lot more kind of high stake races coming up here. So as always, I'm going to encourage everyone to follow the Go Mode Podcast tournament schedule. Um, that I, I try to update it at least once a day, um, with all of the upcoming races. And and we've also been able to do some more restreams because we have less races. So Twitch.tv/GoModePodcast. Be sure to follow, subscribe, check that out. So you can watch some of these races. Um, certainly we'll do something special for the finals. We're not exactly sure why yet, but that'll be coming up soon. So stay tuned on that. Uh, moving right along, uh, there uh, actually signups just finished 
for the second Plando tourney. Uh, they are starting it back up again. Um, I just announced, I think, two episodes ago, like a month ago, that uh, Dante was the winner of the first one. And um, they are already uh, starting the next one. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the second season of the Plando tournament? You know, I think, and I apologize if I'm putting words in either of your mouths, feel free to chime in, but we kind of were like, well, you know, it feels kind of like everything's going to be really trolly, and, you know, if people like it, that's great, but yeah, I don't know. And uh, the fact that there's a second season, I guess, sort of shuts us up and says that there is uh, a good amount of interest in it, so, um, you know. Kudos to the uh, the folks doing uh, Plando stuff, and uh, you know I uh, I will eat some crow and be like I guess I was uh, guess I was wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Herf, what do you think? Uh, I mean, good luck to them. I guess I'm I'm kind of mad about the whole thing. To be honest, I uh, I think I shared my thoughts extensively on the first one, if I remember correctly. And, what we uh, talked about mostly uh, <clears throat> before, if I recall, was um, the fact that, you know, they posted on Reddit and they didn't include a whole lot of info and, mm-hmm. like, rules and things. Mm-hmm. What I don't know. Is there something else that, that we had talked about beyond I, sort of that? I thought we kind of were like, you know, it, it feels gimmicky isn't the right word because gimmicky stuff can still be kind of fun, but almost, like, degenerate where it's just going to be like, oh, people are... You know, making the trolliest seeds they can, and so the way think, to do it is do the most, you know, annoying things, and then you'll win. I think uh, what we talked about a lot was uh, the problems that they're going to run into, you know, where one player gets to select stuff, and then the other player does, and what happens if they both choose the same location, and blah de blah stuff like that, you yeah. know? So, uh-huh. uh, I'm not sure how they solved that, I have to admit, I didn't, you know follow the tournament a whole lot i just i mean if it, if there's a second season i wish them the best of luck and there's apparently the interest there i just mm-hmm. just not really personally a thing that i'm hugely interested in you said you were mad at him what didn't you say you were mad at him why if i did i don't remember why i thought you just said you were kind of upset at with them did you not say that mm-hmm. you must have said something else yeah probably maybe i i, I don't recall <laughs> Axe, did you hear that? I'm going. Now, crazy. I, I remember. I, I mean, I don't think Herf said upset. I think he just was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of." Oh, I know what yeah. you mean. I said, I, I said, meh, not mad. Oh, man. Yeah, oh. I, I also heard it as meh, not mad. <laughs> I said mad. I was like, "You're mad? What? What did they do to you?" <laughs> no, no reason to be mad at them. They, okay. They're fine people, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I will reemphasize, I'm not super interested either, but if people are, and they're having fun, then hats off to them, and, uh, you know, I personally will eat a little crow in uh, thinking it wouldn't be that successful, and apparently it was, so, again, uh, the best of luck to them, and I hope they all have fun. Yeah. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, You know, I don't, I don't, it's, it's it's for other people it's just not necessarily for me and as a result of that we probably won't talk about it a whole lot on this podcast and and i apologize for that but we will at the very least put a link in the description for anyone who's interested in following that um you know we'll always keep you updated on what's going on in the community and that is a thing so check it out um let's see okay i think it's time um we so last episode we talked about hints 
and um, we were we were missing a very important piece of the puzzle. We didn't have our good friend Herfy Durfy with us. We had him in spirit. We had him through the hit <laughs> he, tiles. He was in the wall in my house, Tim. Yep. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, he he was here in spirit, but we we didn't have him in front of us like we always do. As everyone knows, we're always uh, just sitting right across the room from each other, just staring mm-hmm. at each other as we record every single episode. Of course. Um, so now that we are back and I'm staring directly into your eyes, Herf, I want to talk again a little bit more about hints um, because I want I want to have your you know uh, involvement. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but um, to be honest, we also had uh, several um corrections uh additional points made some questions raised in our discord and i wanted to take an opportunity to number one make some corrections correct the record number two get herf's opinions on some things and number three just talk a little bit more about hints because i'm not sure that we quite got everything so um i promise not to take too long on this but let's dive back into hints and uh and talk a little bit about that so I'm going to start with the some of the corrections that we got, and I'm just going to do this sort of in chronological order that we received them. So uh, first off, shout-outs to Oro, SSBM Oro, who says um, the Uncle's Boots hint as of the uh, 8.25 update, so version 25, uh, seems to have been completely removed as a default option. Um, I still personally have not heard any corroboration that it remains in, in the, um, you know, in randomizer in any capacity, except for in customizer, the Plando, you can actually, there's a toggle where you can turn on the uncle boots hint. So it'll give it to you every single time. I did not know that. I, I, I'm going to link the customizer settings page just so everyone can look at this, but there's some settings on there that I did, I never knew about. And, and that uncle's boots hint is one of them that you can turn on for a customizer. So just a quick correction to that. Um, uh, and uh, it, what it, what he does, the uncle, he gives you a hint using the same language, um, talking about a region where the boots are, kind of like Ganon does with his Silver Arrows hint. Um, which, by the way, and total like forehead slap, we didn't. That's a that's a hint that we totally forgot to talk about, um, and and I think a pretty important one. Um, you know, Ganon famously, as, as I'm sure we all know, if we've ever beaten a seed, uh, as you begin your fourth phase with Ganon, gives you a hint about the region of the world where, or the dungeon, where the silver arrows were. So that that's another hint. Um, I mean, people already know that, so it's not like a huge loss to have not said that, but in the interest of being a completionist, like, I, I wish we would have <laughs> at least mentioned that. So, But hey, we're, we're correcting the record now. It's all good. Um, how am I doing so far, guys? Do you have anything to say? Um, um, no. no okay. <laughs> I'm just going to run through you these. Know, I, I, I do think that hints are, you know, as a newer area, um, you know, it's it's something that um, I at least, you know, as we kind of said, we're I'm not super experienced on, and I feel a little <laughs> a little embarrassed that, uh, you know, we got a lot of um, the feedback and comments and corrections, but... Um, you know, my motto has always been that it's good that we get those because we want to give accurate information. I just feel a little embarrassed that uh, I may have said some stuff that was not entirely accurate, and so I uh, I apologize for that, everybody out there. That's uh, hey, we're that's why we're correcting the record now. So yep, we'll get cool. it right now. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, uh, shout out to Zylo Price chiming in a Discord. Uh, just a quick sort of lore correction. Sahasrila, as we mentioned, is the Kakariko village elder. Um, he was not banished from Kakariko. He is, quote, hiding from the bad people, 
end quote. So that is the reason he's there. Um, Cassidy Moen mentions, uh, shout outs to them, there are 25 locations that are classified as requires the hammer, but this hint seems to disproportionately refer to the Swamp Palace big chest or left side. And Cassidy Moen says that they think the reason to the, of this is due to um, inconvenient locations being prioritized first when hints are being generated. Um, so that, I, I guess I can't exactly confirm that, but I do think it's it's interesting. Um, Cassidy has played a ton of seeds, has a lot of experience, and I, I tend to uh, tend to believe them when they say something like that. So, But I think it's also worth mentioning this requires the hammer hint. We didn't really touch on that too much. Uh, there are 25 total locations, but there's a good chance um, if you have not checked Swamp, Big Chest, or Left Side, that is the specific requires the hammer that it is talking about a lot of the time. So just keep that in mind. Um, I can't believe we missed this one, but I also don't feel too bad about it because we were very clearly just kind of trying to think off the top of our head. But shout out to Black Wax who reminds us um, when we were trying to think of dungeons that require or uh, things in dungeons that require a, a lift upgrade. Um, I, I couldn't really think of any. There are three uh, in Ice Palace uh, at the end, which... Um, You'll, you'll actually hear Korok mention um, when, we're, when he's talking about Entrance Randomizer in our interview. But there are uh, three items. There's there's two in the back, uh, sort of the like uh, back side of Ice Palace. You guys kind of know where that is across the spikes. And then um, the boss at the end, which you know is normally Cold Stair, but in uh, Enemizer could be different. Um, so those, uh, you know, are there. And it... The, but the important thing is that uh, that hint requires the gloves still only refers to Spike Cave. Even though there are those three that are in a dungeon, the they're just not tagged correctly in Randomizer. So requires the gloves is only Spike Cave. That That is still true. It's just weird that we have identified that there are these uh, locations that definitely do require the gloves in every single version, but they are not part of that hint only spike cave is so those three uh chests in ice palace or those three item locations in ice palace you also need the gloves to get into the back of desert palace and i don't know of any way to get in there without them um you can't do the mirror because in what situation would you have the mirror and not the gloves to be able to get into the dark part of misery mire so you need the gloves for that and then checkerboard cave you absolutely need the gloves to get in there so i i don't know i'm, I'm throwing my hands up i don't know uh but requires the gloves is only spike cave despite all of everything I just said. So another interesting thing to clarify there. Um, now this was, uh, I want to give a shout out to Trinex, not the boss, but the uh, person in our Como discord <laughs> um, who uh, brought up another hint that I think is, is very, uh, very much worth clarifying here. Uh, held with the fishes, you might think kind of can be like another one for underwater. But Held with the Fishes is only Catfish and Zora. It doesn't refer to any of the other ones that are underwater. And in all reality, probably there are some fishes nearby them. But they are not part of that hint, you know, for, for whatever reason. Um, and then the biggest one, and this will actually serve as a really nice uh, transition into what we're about to talk about here. Um, we completely neglected to mention the fact that there is a completely separate hint system for entrance randomizer um it 
uh, it includes, uh, you know, hints about the way that the entrances are shuffled around in addition to the items that are, uh, you know, in the normal hint system. Um, entrance has four entrance hints if the shuffle isn't vanilla, then three item hints in non-vanilla shuffles and four in vanilla shuffles. Um, Shoutouts to Cassidy Moen who helped us correct the record on this initially in our Discord. Um, so yeah, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in our in our interview with Corrit coming up here in a minute. But um, that is definitely worth uh, correcting the record and, and making sure that we say that on this show that um, you know Entrance Randomizer has a different hint system. There's even different places you can find those hints. There, there's new hint locations. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that too. But um, okay, so with that all said i think i can i think i finally feel good about everything we've said about hints we i think we've been helpful uh hopefully everyone is good with kind of relearning some of this info and slightly (laughs) correcting what you know what we said last time but do you guys have anything else to add about hints uh before we finally you know close this chapter no i think uh you guys covered it pretty extensively i i try to give my thoughts where i could uh from my side i think we're we're pretty good yeah. Other than again pointing out that uh, entrance randomizer does have its own uh, unique hint system that uh, you know we missed, but uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about that uh, in our next section coming up. Uh, let me go ahead and play a little song on this flute, and then we will do just that. All right, guys, and uh, here we are with our main feature of the episode, uh, talking about the entrance randomizer, and it's a great pleasure and honor for me to introduce our esteemed guest, uh, Korik. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Sure, it's a pleasure. So um, just to start us off a little bit here, mind telling us about who you are, how how you got to entrance randomizer, what your history your profile is with uh i guess random in general and then specifically for this episode the entrance randomizer yeah sure um like a lot of the players that have been around for a long time i got into randomizer in general back in the uh as a fan in the spring 2017 tournament that's really when randomizer started taking off Uh, it got a lot of coverage on twitch i think i probably stumbled across it on the front page one day um heck at the time i was pretty new to watching twitch too um but man i i love link to the past as a kid and i just i i was enamored by it so i you know played a couple seeds casually and started doing a couple races coming in like you know last place a lot (laughs) but um (laughs) Then maybe a month or two in, it's like, man, I was like really into that tournament, watching the tournament. I'm like, man, I would love to play a tournament. Let's 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 have a tournament. And I mean, obviously, that tournament was ongoing, and there wasn't anything else. And there was a uh, in the random Discord. There's a message. Hey, uh, there's this entrance randomizer tournament. I'm like, okay, let's. I'll sign up for that. I had never played an entrance seed at that time, um, but why not, right? So uh, that's how I got into entrance randomizer um, back before cross keys, back before really uh, a lot of the development, before it was even on the official website. It was a standalone program, and uh, that's when I got into it, uh, just signing up for that tournament and starting to play a couple seeds. Oh yeah, that tournament. Good, good memories here. Um, that's some that's some old school rando right there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's well before my time. Yeah, but I love to hear. It's like uh, prehistory. 
yeah i love to hear people playing playing it back then that's really cool yeah that that tournament was uh, my first commentary gig and i think that's also where i met Corrick the first time yeah yeah that was uh a lot of people that are you know prominent in the community now got uh, a bit of the start in that entrance tourney even though it was mm-hmm. a small small tournament with like i think 64 signups maybe even 32 i i can't remember but uh it was uh it was a fun time all right so um now that we know you're uh, definitely qualified to talk about the entrance randomizer uh let's get a little bit into how the entrance randomizer came to be you already touched on it a little bit uh when it first you know appeared in the rando community it wasn't an officially supported thing uh it was a standalone app uh believe i believe it was developed originally by ll cool dave is that right yeah i i think it was um he did a lot of the original work and then uh Amazing Amphros took over at, at some point. I think they worked together a lot, um, as well as uh, I, I think Kevin Carthcat did a lot of the development on the tech side to make what is not now known as you know cross keys and everything. Um, the cross world uh, ROM changes. They had to make a lot of changes to the ROM to make cross world actually work so mm-hmm. uh, i know that on the tech side i, I know kevin Carthcat did a lot of that and aa did a lot of the um you know logic uh, and that's kind of how we ended up here mm-hmm. um just to clarify aa amazing amphros uh he's still working on the entrance randomizer now i believe uh so it's it's still under his kind of fingers to to keep it up uh, developed and uh, updated and uh, cross world uh, means, as far as the entrance randomizer goes, correct me if I'm wrong, but it means that entrances can lead you to, or exits, I guess, rather, can lead you to light world or dark world. So you don't necessarily end up coming back out at the in the same world. Yeah, and I can touch on that a little bit. Um, there, there is the broader entrance shuffle uh, category, which is kind of encompasses all of these different shuffles of entrances. But the um, the most popular form is Crossworld, um, and like Herfy said, uh, we call dungeons that have two or more exits connectors. Or so so you have things like Super Bunny Cave. You, you also have things like Desert Palace. Uh, these are these are you know caves or dungeons that you can go in one place and come out another. And in Crossworld, uh, you could enter in the light world and enter out in the dark world, and that could be. That usually is required to do that quite a bit in the uh, in the randomization. Um, the more basic forms, you have a simple shuffle, which keeps dungeons in dungeon locations, and then just uh, shuffles single item caves with multiple with other single item caves and uh, the connectors with connectors, and then um, you have restricted, which still keeps dungeons in dungeon locations. Um, just shuffled around, uh, but then you have the single item caves and the multiple uh, entrance caves uh, shuffled together, and it just goes from there, just a slightly more complex all the way up to the, the cross world. And there's also Insanity Shuffle, which uh, you can enter in a door and you exit out somewhere else entirely, which is, uh, that gets a little bit more more crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's... Wait, so there's like it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. So Sorry, so like it's random? Like, how, how does that work? So Insanity Shuffle, um, 
I am not an expert on how the ROM works and how the coding works. However, the way I understand it is every time you go through a door into a, an interior location, you're transitioning from one part of, like there's a map here and a map there, and you're going from one place on the one map to the other map. Um, then when you exit that door, it's pointing you to a different entrance. So basically, uh, you go in one door, you come out another, and uh, it can bit get a little interesting. So you would say, you might go in the front door of Hyrule Castle, and you find Swamp Palace, and you're like, okay, and you exit, and then suddenly you're on top of Death Mountain. Oh, and wow. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it can be pretty pretty tricky to navigate. All right, well, so now that we touched a little bit on uh, your history and a little bit on the history of the entrance randomizer, let's kind of get into the meat of the episode, which is our our questions to you. Uh, I think it's safe to say that all of us are pretty much uh, entrance randomizer noobs, except for you, obviously, Korek. That's why we have you here. That uh, is quite safe to say, mm -hmm. uh, at least in, in terms of speaking for myself. Yeah. Very I, true. I've done one entrance randomizer seed it went <laughs> poorly now i will say the and, and i'm the same i did one but i really enjoyed that one and i've been like meaning to to tuck back into a seed uh, but you know there's just so little time and so much rando to play you know so yeah that's how it goes uh, I guess I have a tiny bit more experience, more in the watching and talking about a category than in the playing category, I guess. But mm -hmm. uh, I can I can at least decently to talk about it. And, you know, I'm not very good at playing it, I'll admit. I, I try to avoid it where I can, but let's get back to the questions at hand. Yeah, right. yeah that's why we have Quark here. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to learn more about this. Yeah, exactly. So you already went a little bit over what got you interested in Entrando, I guess, which was you wanted to play in a tournament and there was one, but it was an entrance randomizer tournament. So that's why you joined. I guess that was your first instinct there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely why I joined and uh, or why, why I started, but why I keep playing it so often. Um, I, I just love the complexity. So uh, just just rando in general, I love solving the puzzle, and the puzzle is most complex in uh, like cross keys, in my opinion. So that's what I just love doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just for our listeners who probably don't know, cross keys is uh, the cross world entrance randomizer that we were talking about earlier, mixed in with key sanity. So on top of everything being confusing, all your keys are also confusing. Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of the the Cross World Key Sanity Tournament, Korek is uh, still still in and uh, competing right now. So uh, good luck to you and the rest of, of that tournament. Oh well, thank you. Are you the last Punk Champ, Hope? There are still several in the losers bracket. I am the last one that's still in the winners bracket, though. Um, okay. What I'm sorry, uh, you've got to explain what you just said because that was uh, meant nothing to me. What is? What are you talking about? Uh, the Pog Jams are just the, the group of friends that we're both part of, I guess. Oh, so there's like a secret rando community um, that, you, that I'm. <laughs> you wow. can call it that, I guess. Wow, we've got wow. secret rando okay. societies now. Okay, that's fine. I wasn't invited or anything, but you know that. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Uh, okay. Let's let's continue on with this, Herf. Yeah. Uh, on with the question. So, uh, yeah, as you said, the puzzle is definitely the most complex, and in, in cross keys for sure. Entrance randomizer actually uh, already 
it makes it more complicated than just the normal item shuffle that everyone is used to. So I, I can I can definitely see that. Um, what would you say is probably the biggest obstacle for someone who's always only played you know normal item shuffle stuff and wants to get into entrance randomizer? What do you think is the biggest hurdle they need to get over until they can really enjoy it to their fullest? Okay, so I uh, I had this question in advance, so I actually came up with a, a list of four things. Excellent, um, nice. So <clears throat> one is the, like the most straightforward is you basically have a lot of locations on the map in both the light world and the dark world that you just never see. You don't know they exist if you just play a regular rando. So mm -hmm. um, there are things like the dark lumberjack. Um, if you go north of Bumper Cave, there's a house in, in vanilla. It's a shop. Um, but it's just sitting there and uh, it, you have no reason to go there in uh, regular... Uh, rando same with uh what's called the curiosity shop if you go it's basically to the east of village of outcast you have to hop down a couple fences and then it's just sitting there but um in the vanilla game it, it sells uh some arrows and a, a bee and the red shield but uh you just wouldn't know that location and there there's a there's a list of these um that are all fairly common uh the what's called the dark world shopping mall and i actually think herfy coined that back <laughs> in the day yep um, sure did but uh basically dark lake hylia so in the uh light world where ice rod cave is and you have those three caves there um in the dark world there's a, a similar three cave area and you have to swim to it uh now, that's kind of more well-known now that it's uh, used in the uh, Super Metroid uh, crossover rando, but it's still fairly unknown. Um, so there's just a, just a whole list of locations like that that you just might not know exist. And if you need to use them or go there, uh, you're just going to get stuck. Um, second, uh, there are item requirements that change uh in entrance randomizer that you just might not expect. So um, one of them, uh, Ice Palace, everybody knows that there's those three of the eight locations um, are blocked by the hammer, but those same three locations are also blocked by a glove. And in the regular entrance randomizer or the regular randomizer, you always have the mitts when you go to Ice Palace. So it never, it never even occurs to you. But um, if you have the hammer, but you don't have a glove, uh, you might find yourself being a little upset when you go into Ice Palace. Um, and there are uh, other dungeons like that too, such as Turtle Rock. Um, you might end up in Turtle Rock at Laser Bridge. And if you have the Canis Samaria and enough keys, so if it's like, not key sanity or you just have a bunch of small keys for turtle rock and you have the lamp it could be in logic for you to go all the way to the front from laser bridge because you can get there um so you wouldn't necessarily think that that would be like a progression chain that you would have to go through but you might actually have to do that um and then we've mentioned it a few times, but uh, the most popular, especially if you want to get into racing entrance randomizer, uh, it's been mentioned, Key Sanity. Um, a lot of players haven't really played Key Sanity. So learning how Key Sanity changes the game, like, uh, you know, Thieves Town, you need the Thieves Town big key to get in the back. I mean, you know these things, but you don't actually 
know them until you experience them by playing Key Sanity a lot. Um, so just getting familiar with Key Sanity. And now that I've listed those three things, uh, the fourth thing is actually kind of counterintuitive, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit. Um, a lot of people have the impression that entrance randomizer is just so different and it's, you know, just wait, I have to learn everything all over again. Mm -hmm. And really, if you go through those three things, learning what the other locations, learning the other requirements, uh, learning key sanity, if you're going to play with key sanity, uh, the thought processes, the, the basic thought processes you go through in routing a seed are kind of the same. Like the only additional thing you're layer, layering on top is that you kind of have to map out the world. You have to figure out where things are. Otherwise, like in, in standard rando, the questions you ask yourself are the same. It's like, okay, if I go to South Shore, can I get everything there? Yes, I have some bombs. I have, I can get to Ice Rod Cave. I can do Mini Moldorm. I can do the dam. Well, in Entrance Randomizer, you're thinking, okay, if I go to the Eastern Palace area, I can get into every single entrance in that direction. So maybe I'll go that way. Whereas if I go to Ice Rod Cave, I don't have a glove yet. So I can't check that entrance. So maybe I'll wait on that. Like it, there's always an analogous thing for like a more basic mode that um, if you just train your mind in like the, the more, uh, you know, standard randomizer to, to always ask yourself, why am I doing this? It actually helps you in the entrance randomizer. And in turn, playing the entrance randomizer and asking yourself, why am I doing this? Um, helps you in regular rando. I mean, I, I think if you look, uh, most of the players that have a lot of success in entrance randomizer are also really, really good at non-entrance randomizer. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way they think about approaching a seed. Yeah, I, I think I can definitely agree with that. Uh, a lot of the people that I know and th that are very successful and, and, you know, good at playing rando, they generally either all used to play a lot of entrance randomizer or they still do play a lot of entrance randomizer. And not even just entrance randomizer, but a lot of the people who are good at rando are good at sort of all of the modes, you know? Yeah, I, I suppose so. I'm, I'm not sure I 100% agree because there's just a lot of, maybe not a lot, but there's a couple of very unpopular modes. Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot of people who enjoy playing retro or inverted. They were no, both that, yeah. kind of, you know, meh, meh. Inverted was fun for, like, uh, I felt like a lot of people were playing it sort of right when V30 came out, but it doesn't seem like anyone's really sort of keeping up with it anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it I think, got a lot of hype when it was announced, but, uh, yeah, the community doesn't really seem to have uh, latched onto it as strongly as they have Key Sanity and Entrance Randomizer. Yeah, but these more, you know, popular modes, like, I, I would argue that, for the most part, you see a lot of the same names you know that you see coming in first through third of srl dailies and, and things like that mm -hmm. that you see you know competing and, and going far in these tournaments like being good at rando is the most important thing and then it's a matter of kind of learning the extra add-on sort of rules and maybe getting you know maybe a little bit better at your execution as time goes on to be competitive in these in these other modes and it, i think it kind of just boils down to you know what what's your favorite flavor you know, like, what, which one do you personally sort of enjoy the most? Yeah, I, I'm thinking it, it sounds like, you know, from the discussion we're having here, that really it's a lot of, you know, being good at, at randomizer and enjoying it and having fun. 
uh, it, it really there's a kind of base level, you know, skill set, and that makes me think back to our no major glitches episode where you know a lot of the improvement that you're going to get is just in execution. You know, you're going to do your rooms cleaner, you're going to fight your bosses more efficiently, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like that is the thread that's running through all of these. And you know, as Cork saying, you know, it's uh, well, not really as hard to pick up as a lot of people who haven't played it think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I'm going to add on to that, um, a lot of things come down to routing efficiency and what makes a route efficient. Like the application changes when you add on Key Sandy and it changes when you add on Entrance Shuffle. It changes when you add on Enemizer. Whatever you add on, it changes slightly the application. But the questions you should ask yourself are kind of the same. Like, where, where am I going where I'm least likely to have to leave something behind. Um, wh- how easy is this place to get back to if I don't do this now? Uh, is there going to be a better time to do this? Or uh, one, of, one of the things that's an uh, important question when you're racing is, you know, is my opponent likely to do this? Or is it just something that they're going to put off so it makes sense for me to put it off? Like these things, the, the application across modes is a little bit different, but the questions are the same. And that's really the the heart of routing in general. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to go back to the whole, you know, people who play entrance randomizer are good at normal rando thing. I think it's kind of as Korek is saying, you know, you're you're adding on stuff to the normal vanilla randomizer, and uh, if you're just making it more complex or more complicated or whatever you want to call it, uh, it'll kind of you know trickle down to your normal skill level when you play something that's less complicated. You know, if you if you start playing cross keys and suddenly you don't have to look for the entrance to Thief's Town anymore and you can be sure that your big key is going to be in the first four chests. It, it just, you know, gets easier, quote-unquote. So, that'll you know, it'll, it helps in general to play more complicated things. Definitely, yeah. All right, let's, let's go through some more of these questions. Yeah, all right. So, uh, I kind of want to split up the next question in two because I think they, they make two very good questions. So, let's start off with the first part. Do you have, like, a most memorable moment playing Entrance Randomizer or Cross Keys or whatever, anything like that? So, there are, like, positive most memorable moments. There are some <laughs> negative most memorable moments. Um, it's really easy to have your mind slip on something or when you encounter something you haven't encountered before to just, you know, get, get caught up. Um, you know, going back in time, uh, it was one of the first times we played cross keys. Uh, it might've been like the second or third SRL race ever. It might've even been the first, I I couldn't tell you, but, um, (laughs) I remember very distinctly how I screwed it up. Uh, there was, uh, a required progression at the Pyramid Fairy location. I don't remember what cave it was or what dungeon or what have you, but all I know is that it was required to take the big bomb to the pyramid. This is something that can be really interesting in Entrance Randomizer because the bomb shop is randomized, right? So you could Mm -hmm. run into that bomb shop anywhere. Um, Some locations say if it's on Death Mountain, it it requires a flute because the only way you're going to get that big bomb off of death mountain is to flute it away which is something that some players don't even know like the big bomb follows you when you use the flute yes it, it sticks with you um but in this particular seed uh 
the bomb shop was that checkerboard cave. And I'm like, oh man, there's a ledge here. I can't, I can't get this off of here. I need to go find the flute. So, um, yeah, I, it never occurred to me that the actual solution to the puzzle only required me to go back to the dark world, walk three steps to my left, oh. mirror again. <laughs> I was sitting here trying to think of what it was. I couldn't. And, uh, yeah, so I, I found the flute and I did it with the flute, but I, like, added 10, 15 minutes to my time. And it was, oh, uh, <laughs> it was a little bit embarrassing when I realized how simple the actual solution was. But, uh, yeah, these things happen. Um, yeah. Uh. Man, so, that's funny. I, yeah, I was literally sitting here trying to think of it, and I couldn't. All right, on to the second part of my question. Um, what would you consider maybe the most obscure room or area of the whole map that you generally don't ever see and is probably the most forgotten for newer players, I guess? So, um, actually, I would have, like, switch that around a little bit um i think some sometimes i i mentioned some of the uh tough entrances before but i would say probably more forgotten by newer players is having to mirror at places they're not used to having to mirror at mm -hmm. so um what a couple good examples of that would be the front of desert palace um you 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 know obviously you can use the book you move the statues you go in um, if you can get to the Meyer area, you can just mirror in front of Meyer and also get into the entrance. And that can oftentimes be required in entrance randomizer. Um, another place is actually the top of the castle. So if you can make it to the pyramid in the dark world, uh, you can mirror. And there's three entrances up there that could be required to go into uh, through that access point. Um, uh, top of Bumper Cave. Uh, if you mirror there, there's a cave in the light world that you might be required to uh, to go exit at Bumper Cave and mirror to get to. Um, there, uh, it could even be uh, the bottom, the bottom of Bumper Cave. You might come out there in the dark world and have to mirror there to get to the light world to get your first gloves. Uh, there are. Uh, <laughs> There are some interesting combinations, and really the, the mirror is one probably the, the thing that could trip up a new player the most. All right, that's that's interesting. I, I probably is. wouldn't yeah. have thought about that you know, as my first instinct, but that totally makes sense. And as you just said, there's a couple of good examples, and, and probably even more spots that you know people are just not thinking about. All right, well... Uh, I think I've, I've taken up enough of the airtime for this episode, so I'm going <laughs> to pass the question asking on to my good old colleague Axe here. Uh, Axe, go ahead. Hey there. So, um, you know, to kind of continue the, uh, the questions here, uh, one of the things that I think we've sort of thought about and talked about is, you know, there's obviously more development that keeps happening uh, with Randomizer in general, but obviously... You know, entrance randomizer is a uh, a slightly you know has some different requirements. Um, you know, in the entrance randomizer community for yourself, would there be any kind of feature or new addition that would be uh, really helpful or really cool that you would like to see added? So uh, I do have a really uh, personal. I don't know if anybody else wants this, but I know I want it. So um, <laughs> I'll just go with that. Uh, I think the reason why cross keys is so popular as a race mode is that um, 
Entrance Shuffle itself has a very high variance um, racing. And what Key Sanity does is kind of offset some of that variance. So, for example, um, it's very difficult in cross keys to get really, you know, screwed over by taking one route over another. Like, you might go in one direction and find Swamp Palace and the Hera Big Key, and your opponent will go the other direction and find Hera and the Swamp Small Key, and they kind of offset, and nobody has a huge advantage over one and the other, whereas if it was only the dungeons that were shuffled, you might go one direction, find no dungeons whatsoever, and your opponent goes the other way, finds everything, and um, it, it, you know, just becomes a pretty big blowout in the race, but... Um, the, the race is kind of over before it even starts in that case. Exactly. But I, I mentioned on the top, there are some modes that keep the dungeons in dungeon places, like simple and restricted. Um, what I would like to see is crossed restricted, which would basically make the connectors go across worlds, but keep the dungeons in dungeon locations. And why that's good competitively is, one, you know where dungeons are, and two, you need more items to complete the seed. So you're pretty much guaranteed at that point to require mitts. You're, you're pretty much guaranteed to require uh, at least one medallion, maybe two. And the thing with Entrance Shuffle is, uh, if the dungeons are in any location, you, you, might not, you might not even need a glove if, say, Ice Palace isn't required. You might not need any medallion. Uh, so it changes the item requirements. It changes all that stuff. Um, and it really makes less items required normally. But if you put the dungeons in dungeon locations, uh, it kind of smooths out, out that variance that could happen. So I think cross-restricted would be a really good race mode for people that don't want to do key sanity. That sounds really neat. I mean, I, I think that's a really good point that a lot of things that, you know, we in the overall randomizer community kind of think of are things that, you know, reduce the variance of seeds, you know, for, you know, going to progressive swords and progressive gloves reduce the variance of, okay, well, you found the mitts and your opponent didn't. So now you have access to everything, or you found Butter Sword, and uh, you know you don't need to find any more swords. Yeah, and Axe, we were just talking last episode about the difference between like gloves required to get into a dungeon versus when you what you actually need them for when you get in there. You know, so that that makes perfect sense that there's there's sort of a difference there. Um, thank you. So next question that we had is so obviously when you're playing. You know, entrance randomizer, uh, and especially you know, like a cross world key sanity. There's a lot of information to kind of keep in your head. You don't need to remember just where you know the items are, but now also the keys and the entrances. So when you're playing, how crucial is it to use a tracker? Can people play entrance randomizer without using a tracker, or is it almost required? I would say. Especially if you want to be competitive, you, you pretty much need to have a, a, some sort of tracking mechanism. Uh, most players use a map tracker. Uh, you could try to get away with just using a spreadsheet that has uh, and just mark like writing away like what locations you found things at. But there are a few map trackers available that um, people people use. And I, I think uh, that's very important, especially because uh, we also do key sanity 
uh, keeping track of the number of keys so you have that um, you know fresh in your mind not having to access the game menu uh, is also quite important in in my opinion um, and that's it's very difficult so uh, a lot of players will um, it's a it's a learned skill where uh, you can lose a surprising amount of time by not being able to balance the play with the tracking. Um, the, like one of the hardest things to track and uh, do at the same time is when you find Thieves Town and you have the boots. <laughs> like I, every time this happens, it's so hard because basically in Key Sanity, I'm, I'm marking off finding four chests. I'm marking off where Thieves Town is and. Thieves Town, right away, you start dashing. Like, the, the first four rooms of Thieves Town, like, are very optimized for movement. So to do everything at once is, like, very, very difficult. <laughs> so as a kind of follow-up on this, this just kind of popped in my head. Do you think it would be beneficial or helpful if tracking itself was somehow baked into the randomizer ROM or, or whether it was auto-tracking or something like that so that... It sort of lowered the skill uh, floor needed to be competitive and entrance randomizer. I think um, for competitive levels with racing, I think the current system is, is pretty good. I, I, I like the fact that tracking and remembering things is part of the, the skill in entrance mm -hmm. randomizer. However, I, I'll say that with a caveat that I am very supportive of developments that um, basically just help people get acquainted with uh new modes like a like an in-game tutorial setting I, I i have no idea what that would actually look like but having a, a map get marked along the way for like if you select a certain difficulty or something I, i'd be fully supportive of that um anything that gets people into entrance randomizer getting over the hurdle uh getting you know realizing that you know maybe this isn't so bad because man i i, I love it i think most players uh, not all Certainly not all, but I think most players uh, give it a chance that, you know, give it an honest chance, do in enjoy it at least at some level, maybe not competitively, but at least uh, casually. So um, anything that gets them in and through the door, I'm, I'm supportive of. Yeah, I, that's an interesting bit you point out that, you know, people can enjoy it casually because my one entrance randomizer experience my time was horrific, but I did really have fun playing it, and it was just like you've been saying. It's it's like a more complicated puzzle to figure out, and as someone who enjoys puzzles, it was really fun to uh, to have that experience and have it be on a, a canvas that I was fairly familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that uh, that's how I felt too, and um, this is sort of uh, kind of goes against your point about you know keeping dungeons where they are. But one of my favorite things was like you know, just like picking up a rock, say like the rock on uh, Death Mountain um, where there's normally a fairy there or like uh, the hookshot cave rock or whatever. You go in there and then suddenly like you're in a dungeon. Like that That reminds me so much of like when I was a kid playing the very first Zelda, you know, when there's dungeons hidden under like a random rock or a random bush, you know, something like that. I just, I love that feeling of just like stumbling into like, oh crap, it's Thieves Town, you know? Yeah, that's that's a that's a really fun part, and that that also like that increases the challenge too, because you might find a dungeon and you're like, man, how much of this dungeon do I actually want to do right now versus come <laughs> yeah, back later? Yeah. Like, it it makes the game very interesting to play. All right, so one last question from me, and uh, this one uh, is another little speculative one, kind of like uh, the one that uh, that Herf was asking, but uh, if you had the ability 
to generate a uh, a seed for an entrance randomizer and guaranteed that there was one area of the map or one room or one dungeon that you didn't have to go to, uh, which one would that be and why? Yeah, so my inside joke for this one would be Ganon because I can't seem to beat Ganon anymore. But um, <laughs> so you know, technically that that counts. That counts as part of the the seed, and and yeah, what yeah, yeah but but that would make us do Triforce Hunt or something. Which yeah, I, I don't know. Um, no. So in reality, like I I love what entrance randomizer makes you do sometimes i like you can complain about it and be like oh man i had to climb gt without the hook shot and then i had to you know go to skullwood's big chest and it gave me the swamp big chest key and oh my gosh this sequence was terrible man in reality i love that stuff like i i I can't (laughs) i can't like um just single out a place as like this is where i wouldn't want to go because i i want i want the craziest thing to happen like i i love it when when i when the seed surprises me and it still happens all the time like that i i just that's what makes entrance randomizer great all right well that's uh i think it for me uh so i'm going to uh, pass the uh, the metaphorical microphone over to Tim who I think has a, a few final follow-up questions and we'll close this out, but uh, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Um, I don't I don't have too much follow-up. I mean, I've been, you know, sort of buttoned in here and there, um, but I did want to make sure we talked a little bit about the hint system in Entrance Randomizer. Um, we just corrected the record um, earlier on in this episode a little bit, but um, can you maybe tell us a little bit about these extra hints that are offered in Entrance Randomizer and kind of how they're generated? And just let's, let's talk about hints a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I can get into every detail, but um, there are some unique things that people starting out might, well, certainly wouldn't know uh, necessarily if they're only coming from a, a non-entrance background. Um, the Dark World storytellers all have hints in Entrance Randomizer, and uh, Dark World storytellers are like that little hamburger helper dude and uh, the guy that's in dark sanctuary and the little broccoli guy, like the, the parrot guy, like those guys all have hints. Some of them charge you 20 rupees for their hint. um, But they, they all have a hint. Um, There are also hints uh, obviously for entrances instead of just items. So uh, you might get hints such as uh, turtle rock main, leads to two items or, or something like that. So that means if you have, get the medallion and the mitts and everything, you open up Turtle Rock, you'll find, you know, Meyer Shed or one of the fairy fountains. Um, or not the fairy fountains, but, you know, the, the fairies, the waterfall. Like waterfall pyramid. fairy, sure, yeah. Um, so uh, those entrances can sometimes be uh, really helpful. They, they The entrances themselves, there are guaranteed hints for uh, a couple, like, it's not again you're not guaranteed to get turtle rock main but there's a list of these inconvenient entrances that uh a couple of them are guaranteed to show up like turtle rock main or the curiosity shop i think is one of them or misery mire or the pyramid fairy uh the things that are really tough to get to or inconvenient to get to sometimes um they they are on that list uh, the list of inconvenient locations is different in entrance randomizer too so um because key sanity is often uh, mixed in with uh, the entrance shuffle, um, 
Thieves Town Big Chest, which you might not be able to get if you don't have the hammer or the small key to Thieves Town when you do Thieves Town. That's on the list. The Ice Palace I wish that Big was on Chest. The, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I wish that was on the item list, too. That Thieves Town Big Chest. That would be so nice. Yeah, yes. that would be nice. <laughs> uh, Ice <laughs> Palace is the same way. Uh, that's on the list in case you don't have that Ice Big Key when you go there. So there's just uh, a bunch of small differences, but they, they do make a pretty significant difference. Um, yeah, and we'll, we we actually have the the full list of those inconvenient locations. So I'm sure we probably read those off uh, in in the segment before this. Um, so are all of the item loc like the 15 telepathic tiles? Do those still only pertain to items, or do they now have some some entrance hints in them? I, I think it's pretty much uh, shuffled around. I, there might be a few restrictions on how they show up, but you will get um, you you will see hints. I I I'm pretty pretty sure you'll you'll see hints anywhere, um, depending yeah. on where you where you go. Uh, like all the hint tiles in in the the base rando still have hints, and I think it's just the there's just some extra hints, and then they're just shuffled around a little bit differently. Gotcha. Um, I mean, do you are you checking them pretty regularly, or would you say they're they're you know how useful are they in, in entrance randomizer? I mean, I generally check them. Uh, there is uh, a bit of disagreement among some runners about how useful they are. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, those Dark World storytellers, you, the the uh, broccoli guy, you just have to walk up to him. He's just like a couple steps away. So he's pretty easy. But things like uh, Dark Sanctuary, you have to go through a long hallway. You have to talk to him, pay him 20 rupees. And sometimes he'll just give you the, the joke in and it Takes you takes you like thirty seconds just to get a joke in. That's like it feels kind of bad. So um, I usually get them anyway because most other players get them, and it really doesn't you know hurt you competitively as long as your opponent's doing the same thing. But um, yeah, I mean the the value is certainly up there. As it's, it's I, I would say the value of the hints and entrance randomizer are highly variable. Um, all right. Well, I, I feel like I know a lot more about entrance randomizer than I did before. And that was sort of our goal. Um, Korik, is there any, do you have any sort of like, you know, final thoughts or anything you want to say about entrance randomizer or rando or anything in general? This is sort of your soapbox if you want to get on it. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, now, I I love entrance randomizer. I hope that came across <laughs> in this, uh, this interview. Um, <laughs> It's just a, a really fun mode. If if you got into rando, um, the execution in, in rando is is difficult. Let's let's not uh, you know yeah. downplay that. And mm. in entrance randomizer, sometimes it can be even more difficult. But if if your primary drive into getting into rando was puzzle solving, I, I really truly think you will love entrance randomizer, and I, I encourage you to to give it a try there. You know, there's a lot of people that love it and will help you out, uh, you know, answer questions. If, if you're a little bit nervous about jumping right in, there are races every day. Just go join somebody's chat and, you know, watch them, ask them questions if you're confused about something. Most players that play this mode are, are really friendly and enthusiastic and willing to answer questions. So, um, you know, just I, I encourage you to, to give it a try. Um, and just in general, uh, you know, there, there was a time early on where it seemed like a lot of new players were just very, very comfortable joining into the big races. And now uh, we, you know, it, it, people are like a little bit more hesitant. Um, 
just on my soapbox here, guys, join join the big races. If you go back and look at my SRL race history, man, I was really, really bad at the beginning. And it's okay to be really, really bad at the beginning. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with having bad results because, you know, you can you can get get better. Improvement's all a, a, a big, long process. So, um, come on, join us. We love to have fun. We're all friendly. So, you know, come on, jump right. on in. So I actually have one more question for you then. Uh, what what do you think it is that made you get so much better? Because now if someone goes and looks at your SRL time, I mean you're you're like I believe I looked I looked the other day you're like within definitely within the top fifty if not higher. So what what is it that got you better? Playing the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that will make you better at rando than playing and thinking about your decisions. Like I, I am very. So obviously the execution side is important. And I, I know you guys have already covered that with, with Blaine a couple weeks ago, um, talking about the practice hack and everything. And all of that is, is certainly important. But the thought processes of Rando, um, I would just encourage people to be very explicit about their decision-making process, even if they're only playing standard or open. Um, just if you're going to Mini Moldorm Cave, Ask yourself, why am I going to Mini Moldorm Cave? And it seems like such a basic and and you know, just a basic question. But if you if you can answer like, you know, okay, this is this is never going to be easier for me to do. It's I'm going to have to do it at some point. It's never going to be faster. I have everything I need to get it. Like just check off those things on your list so you know why you're going there. So then when you play, um, you, when you're faced with more complicated decisions, like you you have that learn practice of making easy decisions like it, you can't really make hard decisions without you know knowing how to make easy decisions so um, that's my like just be very explicit in your practice of the thought process around rando and uh so i i had to go correct the record and i did you a huge disservice quark is actually ranked number three uh, <laughs> on srl so that is huge so so listen to this person and listen to what they're saying if you want to get better um so uh, Cork, again, uh, one more time. Thank you so much for joining us. This this has been uh, really insightful and uh, really a pleasure to have you. Yeah, I've, I really enjoyed it, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So uh, normally I'd ask you to stick around and uh, look at some fetch questions with us. We actually don't have any this week. So uh, you wanted to stick around while we wrap this thing up? Sure. Cool. Okay. Um, Let's go ahead and actually start. Uh, if someone wanted to, you know, watch you play the game or you know follow you generally on social media, why don't you go ahead and uh, plug your your pluggables here? I mean, I really am not a social media person, but I am <laughs> Twitch.tv/correct. Uh, very very simple. So um, you can find me find me there. I, I definitely stream quite a bit right now. I'm actually trying to get my NMG time down, but. Uh, I, I do have that cross keys tourney, uh, like you say, and I will still be playing entrance and just uh, you got to mix it up every once in a while. So that's uh, generally where, where you'll find me uh, on my Twitch channel. Awesome. Um, and uh, Go Mode Podcast, I mean, you, you guys know all of it. You know, we're on Twitter where you know, we'll put a link to the Discord in the description. You can email us, email at gomodepodcast.com, um, our website gomodepodcast.com i don't know what we say these every <laughs> single episode you guys know them already um but but uh axe how, how can people watch you play rando uh well if i actually ever stream again which uh, apologies for everybody uh wedding planning is uh basically consuming my life but uh 
eventually I'll get back on there, but it is uh, SA underscore Axial on Twitch. But uh, if you are in Discord, in our Discord channel, um, if I'm not, you know, talking, I'm at least reading everything that's being said. Uh, major shout-outs to our, uh, our people having a lot of really good conversations there, and uh, I think a lot of newer players are getting way more involved, so thumbs up to all you guys and, and gals out there who are getting involved. Thank you so much, and uh, that's my piece. All right, Herfy. Yeah, well, I'm also on the Discord, of course, uh, so you can find me on there, and you can also find me at twitch.tv slash herfydurfy. Uh, and I am uh, twitch.tv slash temp underscore. Um, I'm probably going to play some Entrando today, I think. But again, this Yay. is in the past. So uh, maybe you saw that. Uh, but you can follow me generally. I try to play about once a week or so. So come listen to some uh, uh, video game covers and watch me play Rando. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I think that's going to do it for us. So uh, once again, Korik, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, any final thoughts to leave us with? I don't know, just get out there and play some entrance randomizer. Sounds good. All right, and uh, in entrance randomizer, as in uh, as as is the case with every mode, there is one item that's going to be pretty important, very helpful, and that is this thing, which I'm going to look at right now. Let's mirror out. <laughs> <laughs>